So tonight, we're going to answer that age-old question. I can has destruction? Welcome <laughs> to St. Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and... Tiffany Silverbron. What's new and exciting, Tiffany? I'm actually moving. Woo! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But you didn't get that dream house, right? No, I didn't get my dream crazy old fixer-upper house. <laughs> it's but a, something is good. Yeah, it's a nice house. It's way bigger than... It's bigger than the one I wanted. And um, I get to finally have a dog again because life Yay. isn't complete without a furry friend. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this is this is an interesting first for us. Uh, this episode is going up mere hours after we're recording <laughs> it. We have never recorded an episode this late. We came close with Toy With Me a few a few months ago, but this one is late. Um, but it's also going to be the last one that goes up before Easter. So uh, happy Easter! Yeah, happy Easter. You girls enjoy Easter? Yeah, they love it. <laughs> for some reason it's my daughter's favorite holiday she just Aww. really loves easter i don't know why christmas is more fun in my opinion but <laughs> she likes the easter bunny she loves the candy she loves finding the eggs and maybe it has something to do with spring she yeah. just loves easter and of course happy passover too to any of our listeners who celebrate that of course yep but um all right, so before we jump into the issue, we're going to make this one a little shorter because we're a little pressed on time tonight. Um, there was some new product news back in March that we didn't mention. Uh, the company, what are they called? Monogram? Uh, Monogram Direct? I think they did those ducktail blind bag keychains from like, what are we talking about, five, six years ago at this point? Yeah. They're doing another Disney set. Um, well, they do lots of Disney but they're doing, it's called the 90s Disney cartoon set. Um, once again, these are blind bags, and blind bags suck. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> I mean, blind bags actually keep me away from buying things. Like, they straight out. I don't even bother. It's not worth it. I'm not going to spend a lot of money trying to get something if I can't get it the very first time. Yeah, I mean, if you want every single one of them, then maybe. But I usually only want, like, one of the whole set. Yeah, if you just want one thing, that's a real pain in the neck. Um, this set is going to include, um, I'll just read them off super quick, uh, Cubby Gummy, Goliath, Launchpad, Baloo, one of the Mighty Ducks, I'm not going to bother with the name, <laughs> he shows you how much <laughs> what I think of that show, uh, Scrooge McDuck, Chip, Louie, Eliza from Gargoyles, Max from Goofy Movie, not the Goof Troop version, Weird. And, Dar and Darkwing. Darkwing looks kind of similar to the one they did in the DuckTales set, but this one's holding a gas gun, which means, I guess, if you're a completist, you absolutely have to get it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm sure that they're going to have the individuals um, for sale online, too, for more money. Oh, I'm sure if you really want them or if you have a friend who's buying them and maybe buys a box, you can either buy it from them or trade. Yeah. I think I'll pass on these, though. Me too. All right. So that's, I mean, I think the Beast Kingdom Darkwing is also hitting uh, people who have recently bought that one. So the Beast Kingdom stuff is out. Um, but you know how we feel about those. 
hopefully we hear something about the um the uh what does it call it the um the the the, the diamond darkwing yeah i hope we hear something about that pretty soon because that one i definitely want to pick up but anyway so let's just jump right into issue 14 it's the second part of our um, campaign carnage story arc, although once again, it's it's not called that yet. Uh, this issue came out in July of 2011, and it was titled Catastrophe. Catastrophe, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, I'm literate. And uh, we have a new villain, and uh, we have two covers, as usual. So, Tiffany... Uh, tell everybody about what 14A looks like, the cover of that issue. So cover A has a giant mechanical um, cyborg cat that looks very similar to the Steerminator, but not quite. Yeah. And he's throwing a huge punch that's shattering the letters of Darkwing Duck, and you see Darkwing jumping out of the way above the letters. And it also has the um, the old, like, Silver Age markings on the upper right-hand side. It says Darkwing Duck Comics and approved by <laughs> some guys in Burbank. <laughs> which and because that, that's specific, like, it's very clear that's a reference to something. Yeah, it's like, and that's the, you know, the logo for the Comics Code Authority. <laughs> and of course, since we don't do research beforehand when we probably should. We don't know what this is referencing. Although it's clear. Yeah, familiar, but can't remember. I like this one. I actually do like this one a lot because it's clever how it's interacting with the uh, the logo, the Darkwing Duck logo. Yeah, and I like the cross-hatching. This one was a, this is a good one. I think this, they put a lot of work into this cover. Yeah. And then cover B is our Albergetti cover. What's this one look like? <laughs> this one's like a wrestling match, and you got a really low angle where you see, I'm not going to say their name, <laughs> the villain holding Darkwing by his leg, and he's all beat up. And you see um, Launchpad on one side and um, One Shot on the other. Although One Shot's not in this issue. Yeah, it's a little confusing <laughs> so this one really isn't representative of what happens in the story but i do like the art because you know it's sabrina's art it's always going to be awesome yep great face on darkwing <laughs> which which cover do you like more this is an instance where i'm kind of torn i like a yeah i like a I'm, i'll go with a i think it's a lot more dynamic Definitely better than the last issue. So, I think we should get started. You ready? Yep. All right. So, start us off, Tiffany. How does Catastrophe start? So, it starts with Darkwing, and he's at a podium, and he's talking about how he's been fighting crime for years, and this is now, this is his um, speech for mayor, um, and says there's no one stu better suited for the job than the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> and uh, let's see. He, you see him shaking everyone's hand, kissing a bunch of babies. <laughs> and um, then... I wanna, see, I want to ask you something. 
how do you feel about this whole thing with Darkwing running for mayor? Do you think it's in character? Kind of, but not really. I guess it's weird. I could see him wanting the attention, I guess, but not not the responsibility. <laughs> There's just something off about his opening dialogue. Like it seems it seems not dark, but like more than I more than I think it could, it's a direction I don't think Darkman would really go in go in, you know. Just it's just it's odd to me. Like I don't think he'd even bother with something like this. Yeah. It just it just it seems you know, I'll digress for a moment. Lately, I've been watching, and I know this isn't a show that's really in the Darkwing Duck demographic. It absolutely is not. But I've been watching a lot of South Park, a show I dropped off of like 15 years ago, and I'm revisiting to see how it, how it's going these days. But I'm marathoning it from day one, so I'm kind of still doing episodes I used to watch. And I'm like knee-deep in a lot of episodes where Cartman is like – Giving a lot of speeches about he's gonna change things and you know he's gonna he's gonna like all these terrible things Eric Cartman does. You know, if you've watched the show, yeah. you know what he's like. So when Darkwing's up there and he's like, you know, I'm gonna put them behind bars and the the brutish bureaucracy that plagues our city government. And it just Yeah. It reminds me of that kind of character. The character who's making a change that is very sinister. Like, something that doesn't seem right. And I just feel like it's not a position Darkwing Duck should be in. Yeah. It just, it doesn't ruin the issue, but I just don't think it's really fit for this character. Just me, though. <laughs> it's a little but, weird. But anyway, so what happens next? Well, I was going to say, in the background, you got, like, of all these random villains that are pretty funny. Um... <laughs> while he's talking and one of them is stitch and i think that's the only like actual reference there's a guy with a big orange mustache that looks like the riddler <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> there's a super villain flamingo there's a super villain rhino and it, like, there's one that looks like, like a sharp tooth goofy hmm there's like a horse with like pock marks or something there's like a sharp tooth goofy with a magnet on his head <laughs> yeah he looks kind of like the noid <laughs> he does look annoyed <laughs> so i guess these are all the villains he's fought recently yeah Random. so so then the press asks um you know what are your plans regarding the destruction happening downtown you have seen the footage right yeah and it's like he hasn't <laughs> so what is happening downtown you see a bunch of crazy chaos and a shadow, a shadowy figure walk up that then reveals himself as Cat Tankerous. <laughs> yeah, pretty much picture of the uh, Steerminator armor with two functioning hands and a tiny little kitty cat head on top with a helmet. <laughs> but with and, no horns. No, with no horns, of course. And notice they stuck the uh, Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in the rubble <laughs> yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, why not? Um, so yeah, Catankerous is destroying St. Canard and is, of course, like every other villain lately, calls out Darkwing Duck by name. So Darkwing has to put his big musical number on hold, <laughs> which I would have liked to have seen. Me too. And swings away. 
off and to then, fight the enemy. And then we see a familiar face, Webra Walters. <laughs> so I hadn't read this or the definitively dangerous version in a while. So when I read the individual issue, my first thought was, oh, come on, why isn't she talking like Webber Walters talks? I know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but she does in Definitively Dangerous. Okay. They go back in and fix all of that. Because, you know, and finally, <laughs> that's how he, she's supposed to talk. Good old Tress McNeil and everything. <laughs> oh, no, she's not Tress McNeil. She was Joan Gerber. That's right. She was Tress McNeil in the Darkwing episode she was mm. in. So what's she doing? What's the news report about? So um, she's actually interviewing the other candidate whose name is Constance A. Denshin. <laughs> what's with all the characters in this story arc that have, you know, a first name, a middle initial, and a last name? That's <laughs> going to come up again. Yeah. <laughs> um. And she looks extremely familiar. <laughs> she looks extremely familiar, and they never actually explain yeah. why she looks familiar. But we'll get into that. Yeah. And she is um, trying to talk about Darkwing Duck not being a perfect candidate and saying that he's shady and that she doesn't like his catchphrase, let's get dangerous. It's not really someone you want to run a city. <laughs> And she thinks Darkwing's the reason why we have all these villains in the first place. Yeah. Which is true in, like, one or two cases, but not <laughs> most of them. I mean, now it is. In the story arc, clearly he has something to do with what's going on, but... <laughs> yeah. So, um, we cut back, and Catankerous is attacking a police officer, and Darkwing pops in to save him. No entrance line in the single issue, but in Definitively Dangerous, he does say, I am the bright red dot on the carpet you just can't seem to reach. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a cat pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Cat Tankerous throws a car at him, and it says, Crash, which is a great <laughs> um, onomatopoeia. <laughs> Yep, and the um, street sign off in the bottom there says Main Street, which obviously, like, it was definitely a Disney Disneyland reference. I yeah. Mean, uh, come on. <laughs> and there's some spaceship in the background, but I can't quite... It's guaranteed it's Star Wars, because if you look at the top of the craft, there's a little R2-D2 up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell what spaceship that is, though. It doesn't quite look like an X-Wing to me, but it would have to yeah. be if R2's there, but maybe it's just a creative liberty. Um, so then uh, Darkwing pulls out his gas gun, and Catangris um, smashes it. <laughs> and then Darkwing goes to, he says, if there's one thing I've learned in the business, it's the bigger they are, the harder they... Youch! He All punches think, armor. All I think of in my head is the harder they pound me into the ground. Yep. Great one. Yeah. What happens to Darkwing's hand? It shatters. This this particular issue has a lot of very cartoony Darkwing Duck stuff in it. Yeah, a lot of action. So his hand shatters and completely disintegrates. 
And he says, I sure hope no one saw that. And we see Constance. We did. <laughs> so they, they jump back and forth between Darkwing fighting with Catankerous and Constance talking about, you know, how Darkwing's lost his touch. Can he, yep. can he possibly do both? Is he looking for power? And, uh, you know, as he's fighting Katankaris, he's like, every new villain has a chip on their shoulders about me specifically, right from the start of their careers. How can I possibly fight these guys when I have to find Morgana? And all that introspection is gone and definitively dangerous. Yeah, which I think, it's a little clunky. Yeah, it's a, again, it's one of, those, one of those instances of Darkwing being a bit too introspective for the character. And I think it's better off gone. Yeah. Um, then you cut back to Goslin, and um, she is defending Darkwing. And at first, you know, she wasn't into the whole mayor thing, but sees how passionate he is about it and um, supports him fully. And um, you see Goslin, and she gasps at the sight of this villain, and she runs away. For some reason, Silvani went back in on the reprint and changed Goslin's gasp face. To like give her slightly bigger eyes, um, to give her a little bit more of a worried expression. And either way, in the definitively dangerous version, you see in this version, Launchpad just standing there, not saying anything, and there's a big gap in the panel where yeah. you know dialogue should be. Okay, well, in definitively dangerous, she tells Launchpad to keep the crowd occupied while she's gone, and Launchpad asks her if he should do shadow puppets. <laughs> Which is an episode reference. Yep. <laughs> Which episode was that? Do you remember? Uh, wait, that Launchpad does them? <laughs> yes, the Launchpad does them. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah it was... Oh, man, what episode was that? I can imagine him doing it. <laughs> it was Toys R Us. Okay, yeah, at the beginning of the talent show. Yeah, right. he's like, are you there, folks? I can hear you breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing uh, Donald, I think, with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to the fight. Darkwing's fighting with Catankerous. Very little dialogue, lots of action. I really like it. Yeah. Um, he throws glue at him, and he just breaks free from the glue right away. He has a bunch of gadgets. None of them work on him. There's electricity. There's fire. There's water and something. <laughs> Bolos, it looks like. <laughs> And then he uses plain old anti-cat spray <laughs> on him, finally. But man, St. Canard is getting tore up. Yeah. Like there's this one panel takes up most of the page and just the city is just getting destroyed. And I do like the artistic touch of Katankaris chasing Darkwing all in yeah. silhouette. Yeah, black and white silhouette. Nice. Very cool. And then Darkwing's hit with a... Uh, a hydrant. Gonk. <laughs> yeah. Another great one. <laughs> um, he, Cat Tankerous grabs Darkwing by the neck and he says, well, you, well, look at that. And you see the thunder quack crashing straight for Cat Tankerous, but it splits the thunder quack completely in half. <laughs> and Launchpad goes, whoa, well, I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> That is a very great visual joke. I don't think they did in the show at all. <laughs> um, then Goslin, you see Goslin finally arrives to the scene and says, hey, Pipsqueak, stop being such a bully. 
Okay, weird. Um, again, there's a panel here where I feel like there should be dialogue. Goslin is talking, but there's like no dialogue bubbles. Yeah. You see that, the lower panel there. Mm-hmm. And of course, in Definitively Dangerous, they have her yelling at him about how um, she's disappointed in him, you know, how, she, how he's a bully. So then Darkwing jumps at Katankaris. So what does Katankaris do to Darkwing? He grabs him and flings him into some power lines. <laughs> the drawing of Darkwing getting hit by the power lines and his eyes bulging out. <laughs> very good. Very funny. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he um, gets slingshotted back and knocks um, knocks the head off of Cat Tangerous. And there's some stuff, by the way, before we continue on, there's some stuff in the rubble here. Obviously, Woody the Pooh's honeypot. But what's that eye, that triangle block with an eye on it? I don't know if it's just a plain Illuminati eye or if it's something else. I guess it's as good as mine. <laughs> okay, so this next page, the top four panels are completely different and definitively dangerous in that they're completely redrawn. Um, so I'll, exp well, I'll explain first what happens in the, the solid, the single issue, you know, we get, we see that Katankaris was actually just a kid in a schoolboy outfit, you know, like a sweater vest and a tie, a little cat who says I can has destruction. Um, <laughs> remember that I can has cheeseburger thing, which was such a big yeah. meme around that time. Yep. And, you know, um, he's saying, I must destroy you. And Darkwing's like, you know, how about you explain yourself? So this little boy starts to talk about, you know, his origin, about how he used to sit behind Goslin in class, and he was so in love with her. And what three characters are also in class with the two of them? You got Pistol from Goof Troop and Max and PJ. That's a pretty blatant reference there. Yeah, but weird because Pistol is not this wouldn't be the same age. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We also learn this guy's name is Mortimer L. Marquand. So another name where it's first name, middle initial, last <laughs> name. But before we go on, they change it completely and definitively dangerous. I think the idea was it's just really weird that he just had a crush on her for no reason. So they change it to showing that Mortimer was getting picked on by two bullies who were animal versions of Sid from Toy Story and Lampwig from Pinocchio. Whoa. <laughs> They're picking on him, and Goslin comes running in with a hockey stick and chases them away. And that is how Mortimer falls in love with her. That's way better. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. And honestly, if you compare how Silvani drew Darkwing in 2011 to how he drew him around 2015-16, you see right away how his style is starting to evolve. It's funny, the characters do change between this and the Joe Books issues. Um, and you really see it when you compare this with the redrawn version of it. But the final two panels in this page, are they were left the same. So what happens next, Tiffany? So then he's spying on Goslin and sees that she, it's during the um, Crisis on Infinite Darkwings 
mm. um, storyline, and you see that she busts out the Gosmo Duck suit, and he falls even more in love with her because of it. Well, if the girl I was into was wearing a Gizmo Duck suit, I think I'd fall <laughs> even harder. Yeah. Um, and so he um, watches on TV and sees that she's close to Darkwing and decides that that's how he's going to win her over is by being like a comparable like super person and he fight. makes his own gizmo duck suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh got a unicycle and pots and pans and a microwave in the middle. He tried. <laughs> and um he actually gets a note um that says be a better man and um he's... very similar to how um one shot got started. Yep. And you see the giant um, Steerminator-esque suit behind him. You also see how the note, his fingertips are turning black. Yep. And it ends with him saying, um, you know, best Darkwing in battle. Then there could be no way she couldn't take notice. But I guess you guys are going to call my parents, huh? (laughs) And I guess they did because they show him being taken to jail. Yep. So the mo- the weirdest part of this issue, and what's going to be pretty weird going forward, is we are introduced to another new character, very briefly here. Tell us about this character, Tiffany. Okay, so you just see someone watching TV, and they're, um, they're, uh, <laughs> how do I word it? Um, talking. <laughs> He's, they're talking about Darkwing in a not so favorable way, but then uses the word dark <laughs> and says, we'll, yeah. we'll see to it that you lose everything. And this character looks very much so like Mysterio from Spider-Man, but a female version. Yeah, well, there's no face, just a big dome on her head. Yeah. Upturned collar. Yeah. You know, like a, like a double cape thing attached to her wrists, legs, feet. But um, what what vibe are you getting from this character? <laughs> um, Morgana. <laughs> yeah, and she calls him dark. Yeah, but then it's, I don't know, I don't want to give anything away, so I'm not going to say other stuff. <laughs> well, you know what, I'll just say it. This isn't explained. Okay. <laughs> it's not explained. Like, is that good enough for now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this, is, this isn't explained. <laughs> uh, really, it's like I yeah. don't even know what's going on with this character, and I've read yeah. ahead. <laughs> anyway, how do we wrap up? So then you see a um, Darkwing at the podium again with all the press, and he's thanking everyone and saying that Saint Canard's the greatest city in the world. And you see Launchpad showing his support for Darkwing, and then all of a sudden everybody jumps on him, and they're like, "Launchpad McQuack, now there's a true hero." And um, talking about how he's the C- he's a CEO, and he, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he he, he flew his plane to Katankaris, yeah. Yeah, and then they go into Launchpad for Mayor. <laughs> and that drawing of Darkwing, like, <laughs> super face-palming is yeah. really, really great. And Launchpad with his uh, shrugged shoulders. Aw, <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> and it's to be continued. We all know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah that is a uh, catastrophe. 
And um, so, Tiffany, how would you rate this issue? Um, hmm. I actually, let's see. I would give it maybe a four, I guess. Really? Yeah. That's higher than I was expecting. Yeah. How I mean, come? I feel like at when I first read it, I didn't um, like it as much, but I think it's it's so hard to do like cartoon action in a comic book, but it does it really well all throughout the whole thing. So I got to give it some credit for that. We don't get enough of it in this comic. In the series? Yeah, in general, yeah. we don't get enough of that. Yep. And I'm going to uh, go ahead. I didn't know you, were, you weren't done. Go ahead. And just, I don't know, I, I think it like wraps it up like the ending to be continued like it's good like it's some you know you want it to always like want to get you to read the next issue and it's you know doing a good job at that not all the issues do that i think of this series <laughs> well darping and launch pad running for mayor against each other that's something you do want to see how that yeah, turns out exactly <laughs> as much as i don't think that's a really great idea that they don't really handle well i think I still want to see where it goes, you know? Yep. Like, in this issue, it's nice. It's a nice setup. Yeah. But they they do two more issues of that. So, you know, there's a lot <laughs> going on still. But either way, um, my rating is not going to be as high as yours. I'm going to give it a three, which is still, which is still fair. Um, and a lot of that three just comes in the strength of the cartoony action in this issue. I think it really helps it. Because I don't think the Darkwing for Mayor thing is that strong to really latch an entire story on. I don't care too much for Cat Tankerous or Mortimer. Um, but the cartoony action definitely helps it. Yeah. You know, getting thrown into the power lines, having his arm crushed, <laughs> all that stuff is very funny. And it's very Darkwing Duck. So, a three. And how about Catankerous or Mortimer? Like, how would you rate him? I would probably give him a three, where I really, I don't like the fake Stearminator outfit, but the idea of a character that that's kind of Goslin related, I really like that. So I got to can't rate it too him too low <laughs> i think what really makes it look a lot like the steerminator outfit are those tiny little feet yeah it's definitely it's the legs and feet these tiny little red legs and feet look very much like steer if that was different i don't think it would be as obvious but I'm, i'll give him a three as well um the character of mortimer himself isn't much but i do like that they tie him into gauze in a little bit um, maybe maybe not quite having him be in love with her because that's kind of ick. But um, wanting <laughs> wanting to get her wanting to, wanting to get her to notice him, I can totally see that. Yeah. And and it's cool to have Darkwing go up against something that's that strong. Like this is the kind of fight I wish we would have gotten with Cement Head. Yeah. Like if that episode Mutancy on the Bouncy had a bigger production budget or went to a better studio like Japan. We could have gotten stuff like this. But, you know, ABC season two didn't have the budget for a citywide destruction. So what we got was just like, eh. But this <laughs> is what I wish we would have gotten with Cement Head. Just the whole city getting flattened like this. It's cool. Yeah. I love it when Darkwing goes up against really strong enemies that can super brutalize him. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you get the most cartoony stuff. Definitely. 
So we're going to see Mortimer again, um, not for a little while still, but he'll come back. Uh, so I'll give him a three. He's all right. Who do you think would have voiced him? Hmm. I mean, it's a kid. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Charlie Adler. What voice are you hearing? Like his super little, like his kind of slightly annoying little kid voice that he does. <laughs> like the like the obnoxious Buster Bunny voice. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> not not as not as nutty as like cow from Cow and Chicken. Yeah, right? exactly. Not that like, crazy. Like that kind of voice. Oh wow. Oh no, no, wow. No, I wasn't no, thinking no, that. No, not as crazy as cow. Like more like Buster in a way, but like more childlike. Like the little lost bunnies from uh, Malice's yeah, restaurant. Totally. Okay. I was thinking a more natural kid voice, and the one that popped in my head was R.J. Williams from Tailspin. Hmm. Wait. Maybe. Wait. But now that you put now that you put the Charlie Adler in my head, that's what I'm going to hear from now on. Because he's so frantic. <laughs> Maybe. How you put it in my head, just like we, just like Gilbert Godfrey for one shot. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to rethink my whole way of approaching this character, Tiffany. <laughs> ah, you've changed him for me. Um, but anyway, okay, so that's issue 14. Next issue, you know, issue 15. Obviously, that's how numbers work. Um, we get really deep into this mayor campaign. Things get kind of crazy. I think this is the episode, this is the issue, I mean, where we get a DuckTales character coming back. Um, but we'll talk about it next week. Anyway, so I think we should jump into our next installment of the Mike and Tiffany mini episode reviews. Once okay. again, I don't know which one you're going to mention. So hit me. All right. Um, <laughs> Darkly Dawn's Duck Part 1. <laughs> Just Part 1? I, I don't know. I mean, I could do both. That's what No, I it's. You know what? They're two different. You, yeah. you can't do both. If it was Justice Ducks, fine, but these two episodes are two different. Let's just do one. That's fine by me. All right. Um, my my review first. Yeah, of course. Okay. I have a love hate relationship with this one. <laughs> Why? When it first came out, I absolutely loved it and adored it, and. I don't know, the older I got or the more I just got into the show, not so much. I think that it's still like a beautifully animated episode, but I kind of have a prop. I have problems with some things in it. Like I don't like the whole um, breakfast machine thing and I like it, but then I don't like that. It's just an unimportant thing that never gets referenced again in the show. It's like, kind of weird that they just do that and then it doesn't exist at all um i don't like i never like in any origin when they have one-off villains either like i would prefer it to be someone like more of a origin of a villain that you see all the time on the show like if it was megavolt or something that i have a i have a counter to that but i'll wait <laughs> all right um but I mean, Taurus Bull was a great villain, so I can't, I don't hate this episode, but it's, I just wish there was more stuff to it. I absolutely love, like, Goslin's part in it. Everything about that is great. I think the launch pad part is a little forced. 
I think it's like almost cheesy the way they do it, like on a sitcom when you have a guest star. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's beautifully animated. It's got, you know, Darkwing's personality in it. I wish that they kept the version where it's his whole fight sequence with his theme song behind it. Yeah, I'm going to address that when it's my turn. Um, But yeah, so now if I was going to rate it, I'd probably give it a three, I think. <laughs> okay, I, I think that would be my rating too. But um, Love Hate, that's an interesting... You, it's interesting you said that because Will has told me many times he doesn't share the same love of this episode and the second part as many other people do. He thinks it's a bit overrated. Um, I think this one is stronger when you prop it up against part two. Yeah. Like it definitely part two is what elevates this one. Absolutely. But, um, I think losing the first minute of the episode absolutely hurts it. Like it is a worse episode because it doesn't have that first minute. Yeah. I remember liking it just fine when I first saw it, but I first saw it in syndication, not in the TV TV movie version of it. So I never saw that opening for a couple of years. And then the VHS tapes came out and I, I think I rented it and like probably double recorded it. And then I saw the opening and I was like, wow, like <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think it's probably one of the best bits of animation Australia did for the show. Like, period. Yeah. Like, it's if every Darkwing Duck episode in Australia looked as good as this opening, like, oh my God. Um, like, the best thing they did for the show was cut. And a lot of people haven't even seen it. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have that version on Disney+. Plus. It's just, it's a beautiful sequence. Just every, every drawing, every frame of Darkwing. Like my absolute favorite moment is, and it's hard to explain it because a lot of it's in the timing, when he's being dragged along the ground and he yeah. pulls off the manhole cover. And when the theme song goes, cause here comes, the guy's motorcycle hits the hole in the ground and explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it does it right to the music too. Yeah. And just this fat really pig scoots along the ground because he has no motorcycle to ride anymore because <laughs> yeah. the thing just disintegrates it explodes when it hits the manhole it's done so well yeah and just dark Darkwing with both feet on the motorcycles arms crossed looking at them like <laughs> yeah i'm hot shit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when they separate and he's walking on his hands along the ground and the camera trucks into his eyes mm-hmm that's some crazy Australia right there. That's the kind of stuff they would do with like no effort on Goof Troop. Yeah. But they never did on Darkwing Duck except for this sequence. I know, it's crazy. It's like, what a perfect intro. And then they cut it. <laughs> I feel like Tad must have said, this is our intro to the character. You have to do this justice. Like put your best animator on this. Yeah. And then they cut it. And it's, its absence hurts the episode. It, like, makes it a lesser episode. And there's very little great Australia stuff in this episode once you take that out. Except for Taurus Bulba's intro scene. Like, that's really good stuff. 
Um, okay, so I'll defend the tour. I'll, I'll defend the use of a new villain. I feel like you need somebody bigger, smarter, stronger, and super threatening to make this story work. Especially when you get to part two. You need a guy who could psychologically destroy Darkwing the way Bulba destroys him in part two. Megavolt's not going to do that. <laughs> like, just the way Darkwing turns around in part two, sees Bulba standing there, and deflates. <laughs> yeah. Like, no other villain's going to make him do that. Like, he has this idea of who Bulba is built up in his head. But then when Bulba walks up behind him and he turns around and. I don't know. I, I like think, it, it gives me goosebumps, me personally, yeah. but. Yeah, it's that whole part. I mean, I don't want to talk about it, though. <laughs> I don't want to talk about part two yet. <laughs> oh, will we eventually get to that one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. Let's not go into part two at all, then. But um, I'll give it a three. I was going to say, I could see Steelbeak, maybe. And you could just, like, eventually downplay him as the show goes on. But, I mean, he's he's a villain from Foul, like this giant, powerful corporation. So I could totally see it working with someone like Steelbeak. And, but you have to remember, too, of course, it's interesting. These two episodes have higher production numbers. So it's not like they didn't have all these characters ready to go. Yeah. They could have used these other villains but they chose not to like they specifically made a decision not to use the rogues gallery when they made this episode they had the rogues gallery but they chose to bring in a new character it's not like they came up with bulba and then just didn't use him again like he was always meant to be a one shot yeah but um this one part one i'll give it the same the same rating i think a three Again, it's it part two props it up a bit more, but it's it's yep. still okay. I wouldn't I would not, definitely not put it on the top of the Australia episodes either. It's somewhere in the middle, and take away that opening, it's like toward the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia shows, I think the only one I think might be below it, if you remove the first minute, is cleanliness is next to badliness. Yeah. <laughs> but put the opening in it, that it elevates it. Um. Anything else you want to say about that one? Um, no, I think that's it. Did you did you come up with this one because it made you think the Steerminator costume made yep. you think of Bulba? Yep. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I get it. All right. And so, um, is like way later. So <laughs> we got confirmation of what um, cover A was from. Our friend Stan, I reached out to before the record, got back to me just as we were recording this episode. He says it's Batman issue 194 from 1967. Nice. So there you go. So now we know exactly what this is. Yes. Uh, thank you, Stan. He said he hopes he made it in time, which you did. Thank <laughs> you very much, Stan. Um, All right. Yeah. And so speaking of that, I wanted to bring up that um, he also mentioned that the cover of um, what was the issue? Uh, he mentioned another one that we couldn't figure out. Which one, one was that? With the back, Goslin. the Batgirl one, right? Yeah, uh, with, yeah, with Goslin, with uh, Quiverwing and Arrow Kid was actually Batgirl Adventures number one. 
Oh. Either. Well, yeah, because you know what I just did? I just found Batman 194, the issue cover. Oh. It's a character called the Blockbuster. He's punching the words Batman. Yeah. And Batman's up above. Of course, he doesn't look as scared as Darkwing does, but he's he's up there in the same kind of pose. <laughs> same color and everything. So, yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. And um, there was also someone else, Toon Logic Studios, which brought this up. And I noticed it when it happened that on last week's episode, I forgot to mention when talking about one shot that um, he's very similar to Bullseye from um, Marvel, who actually was a baseball player beforehand or a failed baseball player. <laughs> so there you go. There's definitely a connection there for sure. Okay, so until next time, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, everything. Uh, So, Tiffany, where can the fans find you? And do you have anything you want to plug tonight or any shout-outs? Yeah, I'm at Tiffany Silver Braun on Instagram and at Regurgitating Gertie. I'm on YouTube at Radioact Tiffany and at Carney Tube. And I would like to give a shout out to Stan. <laughs> Woo, Stan! <laughs> For being so knowledgeable about these things. Stan will be back on with us in just a few weeks for Dangerous Currency. Yay! Yay, because truth be told, I'm not a big fan of those issues, but he does like them, so it's nice to have different opinions. So we got two more, just me and you, and then we have um, Dangerous Currency with the two of us and Stan. So we're looking forward to that. Awesome. So I guess we'll see everybody next time. Have a happy Easter and a happy Passover. Enjoy the spring weather, if you live in a place where you get nice spring weather. And Tiffany, uh, congrats on the house. Thank you. So we'll see everybody next time. Until then, stay dangerous. Bye. Bye, everybody. Good night.